Hey guys, thanks for coming back to another episode of In Case You Missed It with Cassandra. On today's episode, we have two busy millennials. Yay! Yay! And so we have Chris and Carl, and they're two busy millennials. And we are here today to talk about bad campy cult movies. I don't know what else to call it. What, what What's your opinion, guys? What would you think would be... I don't know, like, they're not horrible but they're pretty horrible does that make any sense they are i was just talking with chris about this yesterday they seem to be intentionally bad movies yes yes exactly like some of them were just like but but why why would you do that but i mean uh, i don't know but i like what you said though sorry to interrupt um i like what you said though there i like that they're campy there was a couple of movies on the list that you gave us to watch that I actually enjoyed that. I was like, oh, this is like good campy, not bad campy. You know what I'm saying? No, um, I agree with you on that. There okay. was definitely one that I really like enjoyed more than I should probably. But well, well, I guess when we get there, we uh, we can talk about it. But right. some of them were just, it seems like the director, writer just was just intentionally just bad. Just like, yeah. God. Right, right, right. Like, I'm proposing like, a rating system right now. Um, okay. We, so we have to rate, rate a movie's based off tens. Like, so like a okay. scale of one to ten, like ten being good. Three out of five. Three, scale of one to five, tens. Because and we also yeah. have to, we also have to, um, also advise if we even recommend it. Yeah. So the purpose, the reason why I said tens is because that they're campy. You get it? Tens, campy. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. But yeah, so um, so where do you guys want to? Does anybody want to start with anything, or should we just like um, go down the list, or how do you uh want to? I um, I just watched. I just got finished watching Wolf Cop. Me too. Um. <laughs> I rewatched it because I seen it. But it I wasn't remember, bad. I, I just it. remember it being really campy and crazy mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. So yeah, uh, so I, the I, cop. Uh, he's you know he's an alcoholic. He's severely depressed. Um, you know he gets. Uh, um, I think he gets knocked out, and then some witches do a spell on him, turns him into a werewolf, and you, you know, know that happens all the time, right? Doesn't that always happen? Time, yeah. yeah. You wake up, there's a big old fucking, you know, like uh, the occult symbols, like, you know, cut into your right. chest, you know, right. happens all the time. Um, what's pretty cool is that one of the first scene where he transforms is pretty grotesque. Did you yeah. see the penis? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, what? I had to rewind then, it. I was like, did I just see that? <laughs> I know. It's like the thing that was really weird or I don't, like different was, you know, when you see werewolf movies, like when they turn into a werewolf, you know, they transform into a werewolf mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, but I never thought about what happens to the skin, you know, yeah. like in this one, they show you the skin ripping I off. I actually them. thought the transformations were pretty cool. I, uh, I haven't seen that before in a werewolf movie because, you know, like in a werewolf movie, you'll get like the anamorph kind of transition where like, it like blobs together into a werewolf and it just takes away from like what I think is like the gore of becoming a werewolf where this guy like it kind of you know what it does remind me of um of underworld the like yeah so their 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 skin falls off uh this was kind of similar to that uh and it was just it was done well for like a you know low budget campy film i thought it was good i think one of my favorite scenes is when tina um his partner or whatever you want to call her his you know cop partner um, they go to a crime scene where he transforms into a werewolf and she found his face and she's like, oh, it looks just like you. And I'm like, oh my God, that was his face. <laughs> I'm like, that's his face. She's like, it looks just like, she's like playing with a fucking skin face. And I'm like, oh my God, that's really his face. Like he's, that's not funny to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but imagine leaving that kind of mess every time you transform. Yeah. That'd be awful. Like, right. But another cool thing about the movie is that the acting was convincing. Like, I wasn't, like, sneering at the actors. I mean, they were doing... The whole movie was um, well done, to be honest, uh, as far as, like, being a campy movie. 
Um, set was good. Uh, acting was good. Um, you know, the, the way they delivered lines, I think, were like um, not too bad. Like the villain was kind of a bad actor, I think, but <laughs> I think everyone else did pretty good, though. I mean, for which villain? There's so many. <laughs> uh, the white wall, you know, the one I was doing the meth, the meth villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like a throwaway, really. Like, he really didn't do much in the film. You know, it's just a plot. Yeah. I want to now, part of me wants to see Wolf Cop 2, you know? Like, they made a big deal at the end of like, Wolf Cop 2 coming out. Yeah. It was so good they made a second one? Yeah, but allegedly, they said it, like, at the end of the title, literally said Wolf Cop 2, and I'm like, 2015. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I got to... Be on the lookout, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, what would you rate it, Cassandra? Like an eight in the in the scheme of these kind of movies. No, we're doing one out of uh, one to five. Oh, I thought you it was ten. Didn't ten. you say tens? Tens. Ten. Okay. Uh, so the ten, yeah, we're doing one out of five tens. Is that okay? Oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay, so I guess I would give it a four out four of five, five tens. I, I don't like. like I, was, I was gonna give it the same rating: four out of five tens. Yeah, I think that's a good call, right? Four out of five. Actually, I think my ratings for some of these movies are going to be pretty high, except for one movie. Um, but I'll just I'll I'll expose that later. One movie was so bad I couldn't. Fin- I mean, I ended up finishing it, but it was just like I was mad at the end. But anyways, we'll get. To that. <laughs> I think I know which one, but um. Okay, so um, and what about you, Carl? What's what do you uh? Do you uh, recommend the movie? Do you give it a, you know... It sounds like a gem, so I'll give it four out of five tenths. Um, <laughs> anytime there's skin falling off, um, mm. that really draws me in. It's yummy. Um, anytime there's wolves that also are police, um, hopefully they're not problematic, you know what I'm saying? Not race, No racist cops. Mm-hmm. Um, no, definitely not a racist cop, uh, that's for sure. She, uh, this top we approve. When he transforms, one of the line, when the guy says, "You're a wolf," and he comes back, and he's like, "Wolf cop." <laughs> so oh, funny. and then the the guy at the store, he's like, "You know, a wolf cop." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, so you know, like, of course. How would you describe it any other way?" <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Okay, so let's uh, go on to uh, our next move. The next one that I I actually enjoyed a lot um was kung fury same kapow i, loved um, it. I, I really was, I watched that earlier today too i loved it it was good yeah i, I it's, it's short it's not a full like hour and a half but from my understanding um i remember me and you watching it like five years ago when it came yeah. out um it was a small uh, they did a small trailer and they're trying to crowdfunding same thing with wolf cop yeah. Um, Wolf Cop was also a crowdfunded movie, and uh, this was crowd uh, crowdfunded. Um, but the thing is, they didn't get the full funding that they needed, from my understanding. So that's why they couldn't make a full movie, and they did what they could afford with, yeah. with the budget that they had. But this movie was awesome. It had it was um, very um, a green screen, but the way they did it was great. Um, they right. hit on all types of genres. You know, they had robots, they had dinosaurs, they had Kung Fu, they had Hitler, they had all types of stuff. They had Thor. Oh, yes, they had that that Viking, uh, you know, like, I don't even know how they fucking did it. But this movie had everything you need in a movie. And it was all in, in the glorious, glorious of Kung Fury. Can I also comment on the martial arts? I thought they were pretty good too. Oh my god, the lead actor yeah. was amazing. Like he really looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. Yeah. Like if I had to do that, I, it would be a hot wreck. It would be like me yeah. falling on my face, rolling a lot. But uh, he was awesome. Like I mean, the voice was ridiculous. Yeah. Let's talk about that voice. He talked. He talked like this. Yes, he was like pulling like, like a Christian Bell Batman. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. He reminded me of that too, and I was like. This voice is so ridiculous because it doesn't yeah. really match his face. Like, I don't know how to explain that. I just feel like he made that voice for the part. Like, which means it, he, he seemed very dedicated. Right. And I like the line every time he punches somebody, like he does like a line, uh, you don't need your spine. He rips his head off and he goes, holding you back. 
killed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, he's like, he's kind of hit on yeah, I'm going to disarm you and tears off his arm. Disarm you now. Rip your and arm off. The first one was like really corny. He's like, knock, knock. And the guy's like, who's there? Knuckles. Yeah, who knows? I like that they hacked time through a computer. I know. That was funny. That guy like was so ridiculous. He was just rolling around with a keypad, just like dialing numbers. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? And what did you get catch the infomercial for the telephone system? Oh my god, that was hilarious. I was like, he's like, you can call me. And then, you know, but not between oh, the like hours of blah, 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 blah. blah. About phone. That was ridiculous. Um, but you, you touched oh, on the green, screen, the green screen background. I And I like to say it's not like done badly. I think it's done like in the same way like 300 was done. Yes. You know, so it's like it was. I mean, green screen technology has come so long that anybody with a MacBook can do it. You know, so it's 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 decent. It, and I think it gives it a certain aesthetic to the movie that I appreciate. It was very nostalgic, eighties nostalgia. Um, you know, you got the eight bit graphics in some of the scenes, and like in the first scene when he's <laughs> he's beating up the arcade, right? Like <laughs> the evil arcade. I thought that was cool and clever. But you know, there's all those those callbacks to the '80s, and it's it's got a nice feel. You know, even like the recording of it is done like in a videotape style recording, right? Yeah, it's kind of grainy and has those scan lines. So yeah, Uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out, which I thought was hilarious, was at some point he was in a car, and David Hasselhoff's face was in it. Like, and then (laughs) the theme song is performed by David Hasselhoff. And I was like, "That is awesome!" You, and he's you know, like, I "Open the door, I can't do that off. for you. Open the door, I can't do that for you. Open the door, I can't do that for you." Did any, anyone tell you not to hassle the hassle off? The hassle <laughs> the off, you know? You're like, I was like, genius. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. I wonder. And then this is my mind. I'm like. Man, I wonder if Hasselhoff would be okay with it. And then he's singing the fucking theme song. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess so. Right. They got his permission. Like they're cool with it, you know? Um, um and then the 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 what was it, Kung Fuhrer? Fucking hilarious <laughs> that they came up that Hitler is Kung right. Fuhrer. The Kung and I mean oh, would... that's the other great thing. You can't beat a movie where they fucking beat up and kill Nazis. Hello. That's what I was gonna say. Like, who wouldn't love to beat up Hitler in a video game? Right. Yeah. Oh, sign me up you know but that was it was i i just thought it was smart and fun mm-hmm. and violent and all the good things that you need in a movie and it had kung fu yeah kung fu um what would you rate it i want to give it a 4.5 tenths okay i i like i said i really enjoyed it and um I I hope that they make a I I don't know if they did but hopefully they were able to make another one. It had um on YouTube alone like forty million views, so that's really excellent, you know. So I'm hoping they continue the you know continue and build upon it and you know make more or bigger a longer one. And what about you, Carl? I'll give it a five tenths. I thought it was really cool. I like the aesthetic. Um, like Chris was saying that. 80s uh, video game. It also gave you some 90s Mortal Kombat to use. Um, and I like that. So the violence was more like, it was graphic, but it was more like comic booky. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't too more scary. So, yeah, I like that. No, you made a good point. of more Mortal Kombat, like violence, you know, kind of cartoonish, right. like really saw how the world is not believable, you know? Like when he kicks one of the the Nazis, he kicks him to the back of the the Nazi um, background, and his arms and legs are splayed in the symbol of a Nazi. Like a swastika. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. So we all we all recommend this one, right? This is yeah. I got I gave it five out of five tenths myself. I liked it that much. Good times, good times. Mm-hmm. On to our next selection. Um, let's see what we have. Okay, so the next movie on the agenda was uh, Sister Mary. I didn't get to watch that one. 
You probably probably would not want to watch it. What about you, Carl? Did you get to uh, see it? Did not get to watch this gem, so um, you can describe it to us what this is about. Oh, God. Um, I mean, so this movie I did not super duper enjoy. I saw the movie because in the trailer it had Judy Tallulah. <laughs> so I guess that was my selling point. I was like, Judy Tallulah? As a nun, I gotta watch this mess. So, um, the movie is about a choir of gay boys who perform as a band and they sing songs and they're getting killed off like one by one by some serial killer. So, they do is they have a cop on the scene and he's very aggressive he doesn't want to be doing the case. He seems kind of homophobic. And so they get him a partner. And his partner is the, like, super flamey gay guy. And he makes the guy, like, get out of his comfort zone kind of thing. And, but they keep, um, I don't know, they, the, the, they continue performing. And they keep getting knocked off one by one. And um, the lead one is the the cop is obsessed with the lead one like he thinks he did it so he's he he has his sights on that one guy and he thinks that he's the the link and the reason why they're all getting killed off and then somehow um there's also like a pre like they're also near a church so there's there's also implications that a priest might have killed are gay choir boys. Hmm. I don't know what I without giving too much plot. I don't they know how they Sister Mary. Yes, because there's also Judy Tallulah's a nun. So the movie's not about her? No, she's like in the movie maybe like three minutes screen <laughs> track time. That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So and, someone, uh, so she's not actually Sister Mary. I don't oh god. Um I think she, I think she is Sister Mary, if I'm not mistaken. I saw the movie a couple months ago, so, but I just remember it just not being a pleasant experience, and I couldn't wait for it to end, and I don't know, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling this one. Oh, what would you rate it? Probably a one and a half out of five tenths. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just didn't. I, I didn't. Oh, would not recommend. Yeah, not a recommend. Not at all. It was just bad singing, bad plot. You know, I had one of those stupid twist plots, and you're like, oh Jesus. <laughs> so do you think? Do you think like it was supposed to be bad, or they were trying to make a serious movie, or? I mean, the, like, they threw in the gay stuff to make it comical, but I didn't think it was funny. Um, you know? So. You know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the, the gay cop was a little too gay. Like, you know that if you were gay, you wouldn't be this gay at work. It was very stereotypical, um, like, playing a caricature of a gay person. Yeah, and I was just, like, really... And then the other thing, the only thing that I found humorous was that the police chief was always in his office watching a soap opera. <laughs> like, exactly. You're like, he, he was like, yo, Tim, go do that. But he's like, what? Like, he did not leave his office to watch the soap opera. Like, that was his jam. Like, that was his, like, guilty pleasure. Like, he didn't care about anything but that soap opera. The world can be moving around him, but that soap opera was a must. You know? I don't know. Well, based on your description, I will give it a one tenth. Um, <laughs> will not recommend that. Sorry, guys. Thumbs down. Thumbs down on that one. What about you, Chris? I give it a one tenth of a tenth out of five. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's too much math. A one tenth. Hey, math of- is not my strong suit. I'm just going to throw that out there to the audience, to uh-huh. you guys. Me and Matt are not friends. So I'm very... So is it like a tenth of a tenth? So is it like division? Are we doing division on this one? 
like a percent, but like a. <laughs> um, no, one ten. I'll give it one ten. He says one negative Googleplex. You're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, isn't that the highest number but negative? Like, how does that? So that's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's see what else is on the agenda. Okay. I have to go with. Drum roll, please. Ticked off trannies with knives. Yeah. Did anybody watch that movie? I thought it was all back. Yeah. I rewatched it last night, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it as much as I did the first time. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, it's uh, considered a rape revenge movie, gay rape revenge movie, I guess. When I was looking into it a little deeper, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, like it was in the um, in the kind of same category as I Spit on Your Grave and um, and uh, what's another. Um, like yeah, like I spit on your grave, and what's another movie that's kind of like in that kind of oh Savage it, Streets? Yeah, no, I don't know if you ever saw Savage Streets with Linda Blair, but is that kind of that that kind of you know the the girl our main girl got wronged and she's taking revenge on her you know the perp the perps that did it kind of thing you know, mm-hmm. but um but the thing that makes it different from typical rape revenge movies is that the, the the characters in the movie are all transgendered or drag queens um you know instead of let's say a regular you know a regular woman it's a transgendered woman or and drag queen friends yeah i like that some of the scenes were like really campy and uh obviously <laughs> uh also uh, I thought the I mean obviously acting was bad, of course. Kind of hard to watch sometimes. Like <laughs> that's what I remember. Well, I, think, I think that was again going back to intentional and it was intentionally supposed to be campy and funny because we have, you know, four was it like four or five drag queens. So yeah. You know, yeah. This is what they do. This is like campy humor and shit. Especially my my favorite Willem. You know, I know Willem Belly bringing it to bringing it his A game. You know, he was bringing his A game. He was fucking hilarious, yeah, like no, always. No, my favorite is his name was Rachel Slur. Rachel, yeah, the, even the names Rachel Slur. Um, the Hispanic one was called Immigration. 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 Uh, bubbles. <laughs> Pinky, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean the names are great i fucking love the names but i mean there was a couple things that i was just like what like that's confusing but overall um i really enjoyed the movie um i love the banter between the 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 drag queen slash um transgendered actresses um the willem was like just one-liners were like on fucking point like just dying i was just like this this is the kind of guy I want to hang out with. You know what I mean? He was just so funny, especially his banter with immigration. Just like, just jokes Dude, were hilarious. All his lines are great. I do yeah. have a question though. So, okay. Is the title, which is would now be considered problematic for the word trannies. Um, yes. I, I was thinking that too. It was like, I mean, 10 years ago when it came out, it wasn't a problem, but now it is. Right. But I mean, I, I don't like using that word. I don't think it's appropriate, but I mean, there's nothing, you know. But were two of, so I'm thinking two of the people were transgender and the others were drag queens. So that's where it gets a little confusing. Yeah, because the main character, she's definitely transgendered. Right. You know, I, but William or Willem um, is that's a drag different. performer. Right. Um, a couple of them I think are drag performers, but I think like Pinky is transgendered. Oh, um, okay. I, I just don't, I feel like some of them were, you know, like they work in the drag and in, in drag, you know, like that's what their living was in the movie that they're drag performers. Right. But um, some of them I feel are transgendered, you know, like in real life. Do you guys think that they were supposed to be portraying cisgender women or drag queens? I don't know. I mean, um, oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, like after watching it, they kept talking about that they had dicks. Like that was like, so to me, you know, like 
okay you, you know like they they mentioned that like one or two times like oh you know until they see our dicks and you're like okay you know like that's not a convert you know like you know i don't know like i don't know if, so they if weren't really, yeah. it wasn't trying to give us a gender it wasn't trying to do a divine right or a charles bush where like they're they're a drag queen playing a woman like they're yeah they weren't i don't they weren't doing that at all they talked about their penises you know like as a joke but they would talk about it like oh you know whatever but you know i got that dick you know blah 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 you know or you know they that was mentioned you know it wasn't like you're right not like um let's say girls would be girls or something where the uh drag performer is, is playing a woman and we're supposed to have horse blinders on and just imagine them as women we should have done that movie that movie's fucking hilarious <laughs> um and maybe for sure. another episode we have to do that one because that one's hilarious um but yeah so i think um but in the movie they they never were not in drag they were always in drag or dressed as a female throughout the whole film but they you know mm-hmm. were um you know they did mention that they weren't like full women you know like in the aspect of having post-surgery i don't know how i can try to be pc about it without you know basically that they were like we are drag queens and you know we're not trying to give the cisgender illusion like we you know these people know that we are cisgender or trans and we're you know they're upfront about it that was their characters so and and Willem especially was talking about okay. taping, taping his penis so like was, all the time. Do we break it? He kept saying right. that. He's like, you know, you'll be angry too. He had to tape your junk, and I was like, <laughs> oh, talking. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, he he literally, you know, talked about that at least once or twice. My favorite line in the movie. The, the, there was one part that I didn't understand, like because a violent scene happens in the movie. Okay. And the way the violence scene happens, you think some of the girls got killed or like a lot of them got killed because they died in a violent way. The two most violent, de- like alleged deaths, you think, oh, these bitches are dead. Those bitches survived. I'm like, how did you guys survive? And then these are dead. I don't get it because they got really fucked up and they survived. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got stabbed in the neck. How are you alive? <laughs> and then this one is dead and she just got hit once on the head. I, I just, I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, what, you picked your favorite drag queens and kept those two and then fired the other two or the other two not busy? Yeah, um, I mean, that's just, that's what happens. But the thing that was really funny was there was um, the main character, she's, there's a point, she's in a coma. And so um pinky and rachel slur go to tell her that you know she was in a coma and and so there's a scene there at the hospital and they're trying to explain to her what happened and the doctor comes in and they're like oh great the doctor's here to explain to you what happened and why you you know why you can't you know like why you're having this reaction and stuff and the other thing that's really funny is she she lost her voice and they you know explain like you know she had a concussion she might talk again and you know they don't know she might talk in a week a month a year never you know they don't know so in the movie she's trying to do charades and and the doctor's trying to uh explain to the girls like what what is happening with her and the nurse who's also transgendered um they're like i don't get it what are you trying to say and and the best line in the whole fucking movie their nurse busts out with the bitch can't talk. And I was like, <laughs> done. I was like, the bitch can't talk. I was like, wow, thanks for breaking it down to that point. Like, the bitch can't talk. I was like, oh my God, too much. I can't. But um, yeah, it was, you know what though I want to point out and I thought was interesting um, with everything going on with transgender rights and transgender issues and straight people or cis people um, not understanding and I think this I mean this was done 10 years ago and I thought it hit the whole situation on the head was that it's not okay that cisgender people feel 
um, upset that let's say they got tricked. I mean, they're, you know, like, let's say they date someone and they find out later, Hey, you know, you know, the person says I'm transgender or whatever, and they get upset that they got tricked and they feel like they have a right to hurt that transgender person. And they don't. And that was what was the whole kind of like plot of this movie was that the main character was dating a guy. He found out she was transgender and he got so upset about her. He wanted to kill her. And that's what's happening. I mean, with a lot of uh, today still, you know, that, that, um, you know, violence is caused on transgender people because people feel tricked. Like they didn't get all, you know, they feel embarrassed, but there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, it's like, you know, that's their honest self. That's their truth. Um, You can't be mad at that. And to hurt them, you know, that's even worse. If anything, just, you know, move on. You don't go and, and stalk them and fucking try to kill them and their friends. You know, that's just just awful. And, and you know, they touched upon it. But, you know, I don't know. I just like watching. I was like, wow, you know, nobody really talks about that. But that's still a problem. Sure. I definitely um, talk about it. I think people are talking about it. I mean, we're talking about it, but, you know, like, we are part of the LGBTQ community, so that's a problem that we see, but cisgendered people don't see that, you know, and they probably don't even see anything wrong with beating up a transgender person if they got bamboozled, and and that's not right, you know, and that's where a lot of the problems are. We need to be more accepting and just, you know, like, I mean... Here's the thing, like, I... I talk about it with cisgender people and they, if you really break it down to them, they understand that there's no such thing as being tricked and we really have to get rid of that um, idea. Um, A lot of these men that go and date transgender women, they know exactly what's up. You know what I mean? A lot of them are are seeking out um, transgender women. And what it is, is they don't want anyone to know that this is what they uh, are attracted to um, because of, you know, you could say toxic masculinity, you could say they have a fragile ego, whatever it is, they just don't want to be seen as gay or whatever the case. And I remember talking about this uh, with a coworker and he was like, yeah, you know, I would be so upset if a girl was really hot and I found out that she was actually a man. And I'm like, well, she's not a man, she's a woman. You know, I mean, she's a transgender woman, and that's the problem. Like, we people tend to think, oh, it's a man, they tend to see man in a dress or a man try to trick me, but no, this is a woman, she presents as a woman, she identifies, and that's what you are attracted to. So, where's the lie? Mm-hmm. Where's the trick? You know what I mean? Oh, she has a penis. Okay, so what? You, you probably knew that when you were talking to her, you know, what I mean? you knew what was up. So I think we really have to, not we, like the, the men and people that are cisgender that have these secret attractions to trans people, they need to just come to terms with the shit and stop like making up excuses and saying I was tricked and I was, you know, they lied to me. Like, no, you knew, you knew what was up. So right. that's my two cents. Yeah, I mean, you can't be going on Grinder looking for a girlfriend, you know? <laughs> you know? Going down to the gay club looking for a girlfriend. Girl. I know, you're not going to find that. You know, what was that? So, exactly. So, yeah, that's, the, I mean, but but you guys understand what I'm saying, though. Like, right, I, I, I didn't notice it the first time I saw it, but watching it last night, I was like, wow, I, I, you know, this is not cool, you know, um, this is right. awful, and I mean, I don't think it's a huge problem here, we live in the Northeast, you know, but I could, su- I could totally see that happening um, down South, you know, and this movie was filmed in Texas and everything, so, you know, I don't know, it just, it, you know, at, and then I was like thinking, I'm like, why aren't these guys in jail, like, after what happened to her with the coma and you know they should never have been out in the streets you know what i mean to you know even have to have the revenge you know they should have had justice and they should have um 
been arrested and gone to jail after the the you know what happened to the girls well that makes it more realistic then right because if we think about even last year where we had a record number of trans people being um, murdered um, a lot of those people that did those those crimes those murders did not get arrested yeah i mean you that's know? a shame that's a, a it's absolutely awful that our transgender brothers and sisters are not getting the justice that they deserve. Um, and um, I just, like I said, it just, it was just, you know, I know that they, they were funny. There was funny parts, there were serious parts. And then there's parts that make you think. And uh, with this particular movie, um, I think it had all of the above. Um, I mean, the only, the big problematic now, I think will definitely be the title of the, the movie. You know, yeah. like, um, definitely. I mean, I don't know if, um, if we, if the director had the opportunity to change if he would or not. I know that he asked um, members of the trans community what their feelings of using that particular title and they were good with it, you know? Um, I know there was issues with um, GLAD um, in this particular movie. They didn't, they didn't like the movie. They didn't approve of the movie. Um, I feel that um, Glad didn't get it. Um, I thought the movie, they were, you know, they were saying, oh, you know, this is not how trans people are. Obviously, um, they're, that's not how trans people are. You know, like, this is supposed to be like a comedy. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a comedy revenge movie. But to me, like, the movie was an empowering movie. Um, these girls were not victims. They took it into their own hands and did what they had to do to make it right. And I can't be mad at that. And also I feel like these characters were not meant to represent trans people across the board, right? These no, the not at all. Not at all. I mean, this is a very small, very small you know, unit within a, another small unit. You know what I mean? Um, and if Glad is, you know, they should have saw that, that this is an empowering movie. They weren't the victims. They, they took that shit you know, serious, they they handle their own, and that's how we sadly have to do. We handle shit our own, you know, we don't, you know, we can't depend on and they the protected cops. each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they protected each other, you know what I mean? Um, they threw in humor here and there, but at the end of the day, you know, like that's what we fight for. That's why we're out in the streets protesting, you know, because people are getting hurt and killed and beat up and then nothing is happening to the to, to the persons the perpetrators and you know they like they say the squeaky wheel you know gets the grease so i mean we're gonna keep fighting the good fight until like people realize that this is you know needs to be fixed and you know justice needs to be served and no one has to go to the extent that these girls did to get justice right cool yeah. So, okay. So, on a scale on the the tenths, what 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 would you give it, a Carl? I give it a five tenths. I really I like it. Um, the humor is on point for me. It's my type of humor. Um, it was really really like a sign of the times with like um that whole like grindhouse kind of feel, Kill Bill type of you know, and also like you said, rape revenge. So like combining a lot of different genres together, but they made it work. What about you, Chris? Uh, three out of five. I really didn't get it, but it doesn't mean it wasn't bad. That doesn't mean it was bad. I just, it wasn't for me. Okay. I I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely, um, five out of five for me, tenths, five tenths. Um, this was one of my favorites on the list. Um, I liked the, the use of the kind of black, exploitation type movies with the you know the it had the 70s look but then they had iPhones and they were looking up things on GPSs so you know things like that um Mm -hmm. so you know it was modern but you know compared to like Kung Fury where they pulled out a brick for a cell phone and they're trying to make calls you know what I mean so like Mm -hmm. they they made um calculated decisions um, on how it, the look was compared to what time frame it was. So I, I, I enjoyed that. So it kind of honored those, you know, black exploitation movies, great revenge movies, like I Spit on Your Grave and um, Savage Streets. 
Um, also, like the style of uh, like Death Proof and Grindhouse, um, like uh, when um, like um, um, uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did, and many people did back in the seventies and eighties, and bringing that back, that style. So I, I really enjoyed this one, and I recommend. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Let's see what we got on the agenda. Ah, Veloso Pastor. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Hated okay. it. You didn't like it? It was not even campy. It was just bad. It was just... It was like someone who didn't get campy and make, made a movie <laughs> trying to be campy. That's what it seemed like. And it just wasn't... It just screamed to me straight male director. Like, <laughs> it's like, I didn't get it at all. I hated it. I mean, I, I, I mean, the, the movie was, um, I don't know, like, there was a couple funny moments I, that I enjoyed, but I'm like, like. Well, you know, the saying, if you throw enough shit at the wall, something's going to stick. So it had some moments, but otherwise I just, no, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um, I just, I just. Of course, we're not trying to critique these on like at the same level of, you know, highly Shawshank Redemption or Godfather. Or anything. We're not okay, guys. We're rating it compared to other campy films, and when you compare it to the ones we watched, this one just is the bottom of the list. You know, it was like they made no effort to do a movie. You know I'm saying like, it was very minimal effort. Like when you take, yeah, when you have a guy playing a, a Velociraptor. And Master. you just have him in a cheap dinosaur suit. It just it's like why am I why am I wasting my time watching this movie when you didn't even like try to do anything creative with this movie, you know? Yeah. Um but I was um discussing with Chris earlier today how like there's a section of the movie that they're supposed to be filming in China and they're obviously filming in like Sacramento or something. Like they're <laughs> not even close to the 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 type of uh, like uh, environment that China is like it looked like they just went in their backwoods and be like we're in China. Right. I'm like West really. They huh? went to West Hollywood and I know they went, they to, went to West Hollywood and they were like, okay, this is gonna be China, you guys. Yeah. The yeah, lead like was cute though, so that made me like bear it a little bit more. And then there he was Charlotte in some of the parts, and I saw like that was like the best part for me. But otherwise. <laughs> that he was shirtless oh my god i think my favorite part is his parents death in the first like five seconds of the movie his parents die <laughs> best fucking scene i was like wow that sold me that sold me the whole fucking movie i thought there was going to be more of that and i was sadly disappointed um yeah and so just so for our audience sake um so the movie's about a pastor who somehow turns into a velociraptor at some point and then he befriends a prostitute and falls in love with this prostitute and has sex with this prostitute and is torn if he still wants to be like a pastor because he's in love with that girl. But obviously you're, he, he like messed up all the, the chastity and all that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, being a pastor might not be his best choice in life. Yeah. And, you know, dinosaur, you know, a good party trick though I'm, I'm just saying you know like I, maybe keep that part in the just in case and that his brother was there that they made no mention of him at all and then they oh had that was that was funny too like the like, random brother yeah you're like he barely recalled his own brother when he saw him he's like brother <laughs> and they had to go back in the memories and the and then he was always there yeah <laughs> no one cared he was always there this movie was a cold mess, not a hot mess. A, a cold, cold mess. <laughs> um, it was. I thought some parts of it were funny. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like pieces of it. But Chris, I'm surprised you're not. You don't like when a Reverend is a, a dinosaur. Like, isn't that? That's not, not my fun? head. Sorry. You don't like when the priest turns into a raptor and then like. You know, I like the premise. I thought they could. I thought. It, you know, I thought they could have done something with it, but no. So, like, if you're a sinner, like, he can eat you. You know what I mean? Like, he'll eat the sinners. And then, like, he's doing God's work. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Um, yeah, it, it was a mess. Like Chris said, everything from just uh, him, I don't know, like, did he, like, touch a stone and have magical powers or some shit? Like, I it turned into a, uh, they didn't even know he turned into a dinosaur. Like, the lady had to tell him, like, yeah. a mess, like, a mess. But I think it's, I think it's funny. It's funny parts to it, but yeah. again, it's like Cassandra said, why? Like, why would you, why would you write this? Why would you make this? Um, nobody asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked for this. No one. It's probably the same people who made like Sharknado or something. It's like, hey, let's throw some random shit together. Priest, the no, dinosaur. There's, more effort. Like, there's definitely more effort to Sharknado. This was like... No, I mean, Sharknado is a fucking classic. I mean, you know, they made 28 parts to it, so somebody obviously is watching these things, you know? Right. But I'm but... saying like, minimal effort applied. Like, they just... I wouldn't be surprised if they shot the film on like a camera on an iPhone or something like that. <laughs> you know? Probably. Probably an iPhone 10 or something. They're out there like, you got this. Run. <laughs> Run in your dinosaur suit. Run. I got you. I cannot, I cannot in good conscience rate this film. That's how bad it was. Wow. No ratings. I couldn't, I wouldn't even give it campiness because it wasn't camping. It was just bad. This is bad, so I can't read it if we're rating based on you know tense. Wow. 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 What about you, Carl? I'll give it like a three, like a three tenths. Okay. <laughs> I think it has some maybe it has some potential. Maybe they could have like I don't know, took it a little bit further. I mean it needed a bigger bigger budget, definitely. Um I don't know. I'll give it a three. <laughs> Um, I will give it two tenths. I'm, you know, um, yeah, I will give it two tenths. I mean, like if you, you know, like random ass shit put together, then this is a movie for you. That's it. That's it. So, mm-hmm. Trolls Two. Okay. I never seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I oh no, I, I let me. I, I lie. I lie. I lie. I saw this movie. When it first came out on HBO, like whenever it came out, okay. And mm-hmm. all I remember was it was bad. And I also remember there was a love scene that made no sense to me. There's a love scene where this witch, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it, um, he's having like sex with a teenager, not really having sex, but she's Ooh. eating a corn with him and the corn starts popping but it's popping in the wrong direction like it looks like someone's throwing corn popcorn at them instead of the popcorn popping out which is the effect i think they were aiming for but it looks like some guy was buckwild just fucking throwing popcorn at them just like where did popcorn come from it was supposed to their 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 love was so hot that it was supposed to pop the corn off the corn the, the, oh, the, the pop corn they had in their oh, mouths. That, that was their special effects budget. That wow. was, and then later in the movie, he's like drenched in popcorn, popcorn popping out of his mouth. I'm like, wow, my g, wow, this is this is special. And she had the crustiest fucking lips ever. I was done. I was like, can someone give her some chapstick? She got like the crustiest fucking lips I've seen on a human. Like, please give her some some chapstick. Please, please, please. Um, the thing is, though, like I said, I saw the movie, you know, many years ago, never really thought about it. And I came across this documentary, um, like oh, last year called The Best Worst Movie. So I was like, I love best worst movies. So let's see what what they're talking about. So the movie, the the best worst movie, is a documentary about trolls too. And the the little boy in the movie, I guess, directed it and went and reunited the cast of Trolls 2 and see where they are and how they're doing in life and how this movie became a cult classic, like one of those midnight showing cult classics that people recite the lines, people have t-shirts with the Trolls stuff on it, and how this just became like a phenomenon with these people who never acted in their lives. And they were talking about how in the movie, the movie was done by Italian like cat like a um, crew, and they did not speak English, and the people did not speak Italian, and there was just a lot of misinformation, a lot of arguing, and and uh, I mean the lines were ridiculous because I guess the guy who wrote the movie didn't speak English, so he was just you know like talking phonetic. It was a mess. I mean, but the lines were just so ridiculous, and the movie was ridiculous, and. 
And from the research I did on the movie, um, they were saying that it came out of, um, I think a producer's uh, being upset that her friends became vegetarians and how stupid they were for being vegetarians. So she wrote a whole fucking movie about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and the movie, I mean, is about how this family, this, you know, suburban family goes on vacation to the, to the country and they like switch houses with this like country family for a month and um um they're forcing them to eat food and i guess if you eat this food you'll turn into a a goblin not even a troll there is not one troll in this fucking movie it's all goblins and the movie was supposed to be called goblins but because of i don't know some smarty out there said hey why don't we slap a two on it and say it's the sequel to the first trolls movie and um so the poor boy is trying to save his family from eating the food and turning into a goblin. And he has like a dead grandfather that talks to him and tells him what to do. And, and, uh, but I guess meat is the uh, kryptonite for these people. So if, like you have a piece of meat, they get all like, ah. so it's a, I, I don't know. Maybe special. Okay. Yeah. It sounds special. Do you guys didn't get to watch it? I started. I did not. I started it, but I didn't. I got interrupted and never finished it. Yeah, but the popcorn scene, and then there's a scene that's so funny. It's like a meme now. It's like um, um, one of the teenagers in the movie. He he's like, they're going to eat me. And this like, <laughs> camera goes off. And, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I I it, for campiness, it gets five out of five tenths okay. um quality i would give it a two so mm -hmm. i guess i'm going to be like somewhere in the middle and give it a three overall nice. but nice. i can see why it's a cult classic i'll have to watch it again then because i didn't like i said i just started it didn't get to but man like, but you have to watch that and then watch that documentary and then you they complement each other you know oh nice. cool. okay guys but thanks for coming on to the show um, where can my audience find you on social media? Two Busy Millennials on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. What else? Uh, TwoBusyMillennials.com uh, TwoBusyMillennials.com Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, please subscribe. Yes, please subscribe, you guys. Listen to her podcast. Awesome. Yep. Bye. 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 And the segment here on the podcast, in case you missed it with Cassandra, is movie reviews. And this episode's movie review, or official movie review, is a live action version of Mulan. Um, I just saw Mulan with um, Donnie Yen, and I have to say, I liked it a lot. I know if you're a fan of the original film, they had to cut a few things and change characters around. But the action is great, and Jet Li and Donnie Yen in the same movie? Come on, you can't get any better than that. Um, and I also have to mention that the girl who they um, got as Mulan was amazeballs. I mean, she was just perfect. I mean, she encompassed everything that Mulan, um, you know, the look, the feel, um, and I really... You know, I really enjoyed her. I, I never seen her before, but I really thought she was super talented. And I can't wait to see her in other movies um, in the future. Um, I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name, um, but her name is Yefi Lau Lu. I'm sorry if I butcher her name. I apologize. Um, and she was just graceful and she made the character come to life. Which is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a classic movie. You know, a lot of people enjoy this movie. They grew up on this movie. They had expectations for this movie. And I know that a lot of people were disappointed because, like I said, they had to cut out some people. They had to, um, they had to combine some characters because they were problematic with the whole Me Too movement. And they also had to cut the songs. Um, the, the, you know, I mean, trust me, those songs were like awesome but they did was they they did honor the songs and they did play some in the movie as instrumental tracks 
And, um, you know, it makes sense. I mean, I can't see, like, Mulan or any of the other characters just busting into song in this serious movie. Um, They did also, I mean, they did honor, like I said, they did honor the songs. And they also had Christina Aguilera come back and sing Reflections, a new version of it. And she, she had a new song for the soundtrack, which I thought was awesome. And I know that they're using it for like probably Oscar season or something for an Oscar nom. And I guess we'll find out if it works or not. But like I said, I thought it was awesome. And um, it was funny because, you know, watching the movie and I'm listening to Christina's song, Reflections, and the new song that they have. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And then at the end, they had um, Reflections again, but in Mandarin. And I was like, okay, wow, this is really good. I mean, I didn't know what she was saying, obviously, but I just felt it and I knew it. And I was like, wow, this is really good. You know, they must have some Asian pop star, you know, singing the song because, you know, how Disney rolls, you only got the best of the best. And so, you know, I listened to it and I was looking through the credits and it turns out that our girl Mulan sang the song. And I'm like, are you serious? What can this girl not do? You know what I mean? I mean, she did 95% of the stunts in the movie, which is amazing. Um, she, she did, English is not her first language, so she had to learn English. And she sang the song in the theme song. And I was like, I'm like, geez, you know, I hope she got some good money for this movie, you know. But like I said, she, she was amazing, super talented. And like I said, I hope to see her in some more movies in the future. As for the cinematography... Um, the scenery, absolutely beautiful. They did such a good job. I mean, I was, like, amazed on the look. They made it seem like like, like you were there. It was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I'm very disappointed that I didn't get to see it in the movie theater, but because of the pandemic, Disney decided to put it on um, Disney Plus and charge an arm and a leg, which I didn't appreciate. I mean, I, if it was 20 bucks, I think that would have been fine. But they charged like 30 And I was like, really, Disney? But after doing some research, I found out the movie costs a lot of money. A lot of money. Like $150 million or something like that. Which is a lot of money to lose. So, you know, I guess they thought this was the only way they can recoup a lot of the money that they put into it. I mean, hopefully it worked out for them. But, um... At the end of the day, the, you know, the, the product is good. And I guess um, there's going to be a lot of disappointment in regards to, you know, some of the characters that are not there. But it's understandable. You know, we, we live in a different time. Um, you know, things have changed since the movie originally debuted, you know, with the whole Me Too movement. And they had to do, you know, some workarounds. But at the end of the day, um, I think they came out with a good product. Um, I like the movie. I would definitely give it like a seven and a half, eight out of 10. Um, and I really hope, you know, this type of quality continues with Disney because I've been disappointed with a few of their live action films, but uh, this one's, I think one of the good ones. And it's not really like a kid's movie and per se, cause it's not no funny, you know, goof goof kind of stuff. It's more like a drama, adult drama, and if you can appreciate that, then you'll really like the movie, um, to be honest. So, that is my movie review on Mulan, and, um, you know, if you want to see it, you can catch it on Disney+. Plus. Okay? So, till next time! On an interactive section of our podcast, I was thinking we could do something called Ask Cassandra Anything. Um, So if you have any questions, uh, you can ask me. It can be about life. It could be about me. It could be about one of those life-pondering questions you always wondered about. Or it can just be uh, about about anything. I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm going to give you the right answer. I'm just saying I'm going to give you an answer. So, you know, feel free to contact me through um, Messenger or shoot out an email or something. And, uh, you know, contact me, you know, and let it, let me know what you're wondering about. Like, what life question, you know, um, if you can, for my sake, please don't bust out with any quantum physics type shit because 
I don't know, dilly squat about that. Try to ask questions within my level of movies or anything, you know. But, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's do this, guys. And, uh, ask me Cassandra the All-Knowing a question and see what kind of answer you get. You never know. Your question might be answered by me. Thanks again for listening to the podcast and please make sure you subscribe to me on Instagram at in case you missed it podcast on Facebook at in case you missed it with Cassandra. Check out my website, uh, which is in case podcast.com and make sure you subscribe through iTunes, Google podcast and Spotify.